0: From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Heather
1: Knight, welcome back to the big event.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: We're here for part two of our Tourist Traps We Like episode.
2: Yes, we've heard so much from readers about tourist traps we should check out, and we loved hearing about it. There's so much to do here in San Francisco.
1: And this is also, though, the beginning of kind of another little endeavor we're starting.
2: Yeah, we had so much fun on Total Muni the day we insanely rode every muni bus in one day, that we wanted to kind of harness that spirit of um, just enjoying the good stuff about San Francisco and um, connecting with our readers in real life. So we're starting a um, program called Total SF, where we're going to do fun stuff throughout the year, culminating in another Total Muni. So there's lots more news to come, but our first step is Tourist Traps We Like.
1: Yeah, and you can listen to this podcast. You can also uh, please be reading Heather Knight's column, because a lot of updates are going to be coming there. Um, I'm excited about Tourist Traps We Like. It has a very Total SF flavor because we're picking a day. We're gonna do some more traveling, riding some (laughs) muni buses. September 26th is going to be Tourist Traps Day. Um,
2: Yeah, so we'll be on Twitter, hashtag Total SF and hashtag Get Trapped. You can see where we are, come meet us if you can, or just follow along. Tell us your favorite tourist traps and um, if you can't join us that day, Go to a weird, wonderful tourist trap in SF on another day and let us know about it.
1: If you can get out on that day, even if it's just a lunch, go find something you've always wanted to do, a tourist trap, and then interact with us on Twitter, on Instagram, and we just love to get your feedback in real time because we're going to have a page on sfchronicle.com and we'll be kind of collecting what people are doing, and I think it's going to be a really fun day. Yeah, so we're going to talk more tourist traps. Uh, we're going to talk about our Hard Rock Cafe <laughs> day. We went to Hard Rock Cafe after the last episode. And Paolo Lucchesi is here. Um, he was there.
2: I can't believe we got our food editor to go to Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah,
1: I think that's a huge victory. So Paolo's here, and that's going to be fun. So we're going to talk about all of that. So thank you for joining us. We're your concierge for culture in the Bay Area. I'm Peter Hartlob, and this is The Big Event. Welcome back to The Big Event, Paolo Lucchese and Heather Knight here for Tourist Traps again. Should we get into our Hard Rock Cafe fight right away? <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> so we went to the Hard Rock Cafe since our last episode. I hope everybody listened. Um, I thought it was a spirited banter. I think it, <laughs> f- it fell short of a full-on fight over we the We were Hard being Rock polite. Cafe. Tourist Traps first episode we kind of laid out the structure for what's a tourist trap what isn't a tourist trap. uh the most controversial one hard rock cafe so we decided to this all this was go- peter's suggestion this was my suggestion for Thank the you. record <laughs> for the record I- i'm gonna let you guys start i feel like i'm dominating this
2: well for one thing it was like a three hour <laughs> adventure it took a long time to muni there yeah damn you muni the good old and- f line <laughs> yeah um and then Eat. the best part was definitely our waitress a hundred percent diana she was very friendly
0: diana
1: super is a sweet. civic legend tell yes. us about diana heather you you actually interviewed her and quoted her in a column yeah, yeah.
2: so she for anybody who's seen the movie office space with the suspenders with flair she had a lot of flair going on and um she was super friendly and has worked at hard rock for 34 years at a previous incarnation on vaness before and then at pier 39 and um She's met all sorts of famous people, um, the 49ers, the Grateful Dead, Cindy Lauper, Phil Collins, Mel Gibson. And she said she meets tons of tourists who are not prepared for the weather here. They think they're in Southern California, so they come in in tank tops and shorts, and they're freezing. But she was super fun to talk to. I
1: I think I'm a lifer because I've been at the Chronicle for 19 years. I mean, 30-plus years at Hard Rock Cafe, that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And um, so— First of all, I want to say like if you're planning to take a lunch with some colleagues, <laughs> and we have our tourist trap day coming up, so we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But don't take the F line. No. Um, it reminded me of do you guys do you guys watch Swingers? like when they're going to Vegas uh-huh. and they're all excited to go to Vegas, but then after like two hours, they're like Vegas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were like. I mean, by the time we got to Hard Rock Cafe. But we were never even that excited. <laughs> yeah. I was excited. I was excited to be right about the Hard Rock Cafe. Um, by the time we got there, it, it was one of those things like it was a good idea on paper, but it was feeling like it wasn't and necessarily <laughs> a good idea in well, practice.
0: It, it also, but it did get better once we got there. I think when we when we got to like the, the, the reception desk there was oh, like <laughs> the desk is there was no one there and there it's within this gift shop and I just remember it just being kind of a little chaotic and I remember the I receptionist think there were thing. two
2: people trying to figure out how to find us a table that weren't yeah, sure how that worked
0: yeah I think I remember the quote I'm gonna lose my mind mm-hmm.
2: um was that from me or <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I will. Say, I mean hey once we sat down it was a pretty pleasurable experience especially because of Diana yeah, yeah. but um and It was
2: fun to look at all the mementos on the wall, too. Yeah, we
0: didn't get next to the
1: Journey Steve Perry peacoat and first correction of many on this podcast uh, every episode. I kept saying it was Neil Sean's peacoat. It was Steve Perry's Uh peacoat. Another a guy and his kid were under it, so I couldn't even really go and take a picture. Yeah, we felt weird, like, staring at them
2: to try to see the
1: peacoat. We
0: should set the scene a little, too, because I think Peter's, like... This is his whole like. This is a holy grail, trying to see this peacoat. And there's these people sitting right in front of it. And Peter's so polite that he's like doesn't want to get too close and be too intrusive. But so he's like kind of circling around, like yeah. a little. He's being. <laughs> which was creepier? Which was, which was creepier than if I went up and said, "Sir,
1: do you and your son mind if I take a picture of Steve Perry's peacoat?" Otherwise, I just going to stare at you. I'm a Chronicle <laughs> journalist, and this is part of my. Um, my job as a journalist. Part (laughs) of my calling as a journalist is to take a picture of the coat framed (laughs) on the wall in back of you. We had some Joe Satriani stuff uh-huh. uh, next to us, I think we had Chris Isaac's ukulele. Yeah, was that?
2: there was a hat worn by Elvis. Yeah. Also remember how the table only had a bench on half of your side and you had to sit <laughs> in this random yeah. chair
1: that you yeah. pulled We got booth chairs, here. Yeah. didn't. It was imperfect, but we're talking, we're, this was a good time, you pay for the experience. This was a good experience. <laughs> Paolo the food, I'm gonna let you kind of yeah. lead that part.
0: Your okay. thoughts on the food. It was fine. Um, it was better than I expected. And I think half of looking at restaurants are your expectations. Um, it wasn't great. Uh, but I think it was totally respectable. It was better than I thought. And here's the thing that I came away with the whole experience is it was very people. It was trying the, the whole place was trying. It's not just this. It wasn't the menu. There was thoughtful things on the menu. They were trying to like be a little modern while still being a little safe enough for tourists and people who expect what the hard rock cafe is. Um, and the service was great. Uh, the food, it, I just, I came away, it wasn't just like um, off an assembly line. Yeah. I thought that was really, we had, what do we have? We had onion rings, we had a flatbread.
2: We weren't so keen on the flatbread. flatbread but the nachos was, a, was good. A
0: bit of a miss. Nachos, it's pretty hard to screw up nachos. And Cobb salad. Cobb salad was great. It had pomegranate seeds I on it. I thought it
1: was a B plus cob salad at a Pier 39 tourist trap.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing that I kind of, if, 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 if I was, Forced to eat on Pier Thirty Nine, I think I would go there.
1: See, that's what, all I was saying. And we walked out, and you guys were talking like that. But then I get back, so I'm like, all like, yeah, I, I'm not going to say I won, and I wasn't rubbing it in your face. But I walked away feeling feeling minorly vindicated. And then I get back, and the photos start getting posted.
2: Paolo looks so upset. In every I didn't
1: photo. notice that in every photo we took at the Hard Rock Cafe outing, and it was me, uh, Carr Mendoza, my editor, was there too. And everyone, Heather and and me and Maricar are smiling, and you look like, it looks like a hostage video. (laughs) It looks, and everyone, you're like, deadpan, it looks like you've been taken hostage. You 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 kind of were. So, and then the tweets come, and you guys, I thought, were like, Underselling it, considering <clears throat> you were pleasantly surprised.
0: Well, I think our original point still stands, and I think part of that original point, um, Heather, you can jump in if you want. But it's still, if you're vis- either if you're visiting or if you're from here, I don't, I still don't understand why you would.
2: Right, go there. I mean, you go to like one of the world class restaurant cities. Yeah, why the, in the world would you go yeah, to Hard Rock Cafe?
0: Go support an
1: independently owned restaurant. Yeah. Except, on September 26th. <laughs> Tourist Trap Day. Um, Segway. Segway. So we got a lot of great feedback from the last podcast, and Heather, um, we were tweeting about it, and Heather, now you've got a column item. So we've set September 26th as Tourist Trap Day. I will be writing an article with, I think we're going to do 20 to 25 tourist traps we like reader curated the readers came in strong and I wanted to give a little bit of feedback on this podcast and then but two things we're gonna have a article with readers quoted and your input has been heard and on the 26th Heather and I we're gonna go out all day Paolo you will meet us for Irish coffee later indeed yeah and we will be out all day in San Francisco tourist trap day So it's a day to what, Heather? What what are we asking readers to do?
2: Okay, so summertime is over. Families with little kids have gone home because school has started. Carl the Fog is mostly gone. He's never all the way gone. But um, it's a great time of year, weather-wise, to go out and enjoy the city. I think there's so much awful stuff in the news these days that it's fun to remember. There are a lot of wacky, just silly things to do here, and we're going to spend the day doing them. So you can follow us on Twitter, hashtag get trapped. Um, See where, where we are. If you want to come meet up with us, definitely come up for Irish coffees at the Buena Vista Cafe towards the end of the day. And just remember that we live in a city that people all over the world are coming to visit for a reason.
1: Yeah. So go think about it like the touristy thing you've always wanted to do or you've always been curious about. Here's your excuse. And you don't have to take the day off. You can take a long lunch, don't take the F line, go underground. <laughs> that will be very um, This is lunch. all assuming people are heading toward the Embarcadero, but go find the touristy thing you've wanted to do. Um, hashtag get trapped, hashtag total SF, and let us know about it on that day. And we're gonna be kind of broadcasting, this isn't just about us, it's about what you guys find, and we're gonna kind of be broadcasting what people are out there doing. Yeah. So, yeah. So I I thought we'd go into a little bit of feedback. And Heather, you had a column item. Um, Did you get pretty good feedback on that?
2: I did. Whenever I write positive things about San Francisco, I get a ton of response because so much of what I write is definitely not positive. So people had tons of suggestions, way more than we could ever fit into one day. And also, you know, the definition of a tourist trap is sort of up to interpretation. But I think um, a lot of people were focused naturally on the wharf and... I actually heard about the Wax Museum a lot, so I really think we should consider that one. So people
1: like the Wax yes. Museum. And this is the Madame... Uh, Tussauds. Tussauds. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think it would be funny. Um, I think we need to go to Bodine and have a sourdough bread bowl. I mean, that is so... Okay. Tourist trap SF. Um, people talked about North Beach came up a lot, Coit Tower. Um, I think we need to go out to the ocean and see the Camera Obscura cliff house f- for a drink. Um, we're still fine tuning, but there's tons. There's more, you know, than we could ever fit into one day.
1: And, and we had the original um, when we had this original podcast, and when we went out to the Hard Rock, it was tourist trap SF was a hashtag, and we got a ton of response on that. Surprise for me, the rocket boat. Yeah, that came up a lot. Yeah, I, and I could. It would not have been something that I would have thought of. And the first person who tweeted it out. Um, SF Concierge, at SF Concierge, the rocket boat, and then a bunch of emojis with a boat and fire. We go every year on my birthday, nothing more hilarious and fun than speeding and doing donuts in the bay while blasting 80s hairband music. And that sounds fun. So um, fun. Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, Mary Ladd, our friend, wrote in After My Column Item, ran, and she suggested the rocket boat. She said that um, her son didn't have his phone on the entire day that wow. they went out there and did that. Wow. And um, she also said that it leaves you with very smooth skin. I guess the salt what? water splashing up <laughs> uh, on your face. <laughs> I have so many
0: questions about the rocket boat. Yeah. G- give me a couple, Paolo. How is it rocketing the whole time? Are there pauses Does it go, how far does it go? How long does it take? How much does it cost?
2: It's $30, Okay. I think it's only a 30 minute ride, right? Yeah, Uh
0: uh-huh.
2: I think it leaves like throughout the day. We're still figuring out the schedule for that one.
1: All of my questions, those questions are great. All of my questions are about safety. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: was also thinking about, do we need to do this before lunch? Because (laughs) otherwise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking like, What's the turn radius of the rocket boat? Yeah. If there's like a, a somebody on a paddleboard coming up, um, is it something that can flip over? Is there a long keel on the paddle on the rocket boat? So we'll find out. Another one, Tonga
0: Room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been there? Yeah,
1: I used to go a lot. At all? In my or 20s. recently?
0: Yeah, recently, relatively Paola? recently. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tonga Room is what it is. It's a great place for you know. It, I think a mark of a great bar restaurant is. They are exactly what they're trying to be. So, the tongue Room—it's—it's it's this other world. It's this escapist fantasy, and there's nothing like it in the city, if not America. Um, you know, there's the—they have the rain storms every so often, and there's tiki drinks and there's scorpion, bowl. scorpion bowls and it's expensive, but you can get like a also poo platter, and you know, it's—it's it's worth seeing. Yeah, and that's my defense
1: on the tourist trap. And it to an extent that Hard Rock Cafe was overpriced, I haven't expensed it yet, by the <laughs> way. This entire plan, the Total SF Get Trap plan, is so I can expense my $92 bill from the Hard Rock <laughs> Cafe that I haven't expensed yet. Um, it's a it's an experience. That's, mm-hmm. that's my feeling. It's like, and if you can let go of the, okay, it's great. I want to patronize all the great San Francisco restaurants. I want to reward artists who are making fantastic food. But I also wanna have a great experience. So I'm down with the Tonga Room. Um, I haven't been in forever, I mean, probably since I was 19 or 20, but uh, I like that one. Another one people were writing in about was, um, I'm gonna mispronounce it, Boudin? Yeah. Boudin Bakery. Um, And I wanted to ask you, Paolo, because we're thinking about that as our lunch. But are we optimizing our San Francisco tourist trap lunch?
0: I mean, is that where you would go if you had to do something tourist trappy? Super but
2: touristy it's... sourdough bread bowls. Yeah. Come on.
0: I think it's what I would do is a progressive lunch. I love progressive, especially if it's a tour. So I would totally do that. And, you know, I think they have a tour. So you should yeah. try to go on that tour. You should 100% get a bread bowl because why not? Um, when, in, when in Rome. Um, <laughs> but then I would totally think I was thinking about this of like what would be a kind of progressive Good tourist trap, and I think it's kind of what Heather said: is you know, North Beach is right there. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to Molinari, have a sandwich there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's carb overload, and then (laughs) you probably we can't do the rocket boat. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I would. So I would kind of. Then you can kind of wander around North Beach. There's some like little bakeries. You can go into Chinatown. Uh, Then you hit back. uh, I think a couple people suggested um, uh, City Lights Bookstore Mm -hmm. is a great, just the ultimate San Francisco. Part of that history, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then Vesuvio's next door, and get a drink, and then motor up the hill to the Tonga Room and Top of the Mark, maybe.
1: Yeah, I, I like that because you can split the sandwich. Yeah.
0: The problem is you can't split a bread bowl. You guys could, could do like a scorpion bowl, but with a bread bowl, <laughs> I know, you get too straws. <laughs> I, I like Heather. We <laughs> get along
1: really well, but I'm not ready to like, like split. Lady in the tramp. you know, <laughs> <a> chili bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you ripped the bread off this side. <laughs> uh, I I I wanted to shout out a couple others. Sarah Jones, SBJ and SFO. Um, if you don't have to pay for it, is it a tourist trap SF? That would rule out the murals on the ground floor of Coit Tower and the Full House House. And I think those are actually two great tourist traps. Coit Tower, you know, obviously there's some history there. I'm sure some people would argue whether or not that's a tourist trap. But mostly there are tourists going there. It's for the view and and I think the WPA murals and everything. We discussed it in the last podcast. That's going to be on my list of 20 or 25 for sure. Eric Woolley, uh Woolinator on <laughs> Twitter uh, said, very surprised Alcatraz wasn't on any of your best tourist trap SF lists. I went for the first time as an adult a few years ago and it was fascinating plus great views. Um, I think that was like this weird oversight where mm-hmm. the three of us came into the podcast all assuming the other person would do Alcatraz and then it didn't get done. Yeah, Yeah.
2: It's definitely on the top 25, but I don't think we should include it in our day because that would take up half the day. It's a very long commitment.
1: I agree, but I think when I create this piece, we need to acknowledge that Alcatraz is kind of the ultimate... tourist trap we like I think yeah. so many people agree that that's a great The tour. night tour is especially cool. The night tour and my and, and this is horrible I I didn't mention it on the podcast and my history teacher from high school my first history teacher who's this great teacher John DiVincenzi shout out is a docent now there oh wow so I've got to get there I've never been so crazy got to get there so I think we've got our September 26th plan um Heather, you're feeling good about it. You I sent it to be me. Fun. I don't want to reveal all of it now, but. We're you, still fine tuning. We're still fine tuning, but you're going to be able to find us on September 26th. Uh, Twitter at. Oh, geez. I always mess <laughs> this <laughs> you up. You
2: always mess up my Twitter handle at HnightSF.
1: Okay. Palo Twitter. At Lucasey, my last name and at Peter Hartlob. You'll be able to find us there. You'll be able to find us on Instagram, I'm sure, um, and uh, the Chronicle. SFChronicle.com. SFChronicle.com. We're going to do kind of a hub. It sounds like maybe something similar to Total Muni where someone can go and just kind of get caught up and be able to see videos and anything else that we're creating there. So I'm pretty excited. Are it's going to
2: be fun. I-, I can't believe we get paid to do stuff like this.
1: I can't believe that. That's Great, And I think if it goes well, then we can do it next year, right? I mean, yeah. or we can find a different spin on it. And um, I like that aspect of it too. I love the idea of just the last day or the last Wednesday of September ending up being this day where everybody goes out and um, eats at Bubba Gump <laughs> Company. <laughs> so thank you very much. This was kind of an emergency episode. I appreciate you both coming in. Uh, any other thoughts about Tourist Trap Day in SF? I can't wait. I got a lot on my bucket list that I want to share, too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it'll be fun.
1: It'll be fun. So come out and see us. And remember, Buena Vista will be getting Irish coffee probably late in the afternoon. So uh, come out and see us there, too. The Big Event, Heather and Paolo, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to my guests, Heather Knight and Paolo Lucchese. Executive producers Fernando Diaz, and our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community. Read our columns and subscribe to the Chronicle at www.sfchronicle.com. San Francisco Chronicle podcasts are on Apple Podcasts and other streaming services. Listen at www.sfchronicle.com slash podcasts with an S.